more grace, and thank you for listening to the Prophetic Podcast with Prophet Brian Karn. Here's today's message. Have those hands for Jesus. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6. Let's get straight into the word of God. Look on the left and the right. Tell somebody I love you and you can't do nothing about it. You know, it is an honor. I don't know if you ever thought about this. I didn't think about it until uh, I was studying today that, you know, you know, we call him father, but Israel couldn't. I, I never recognized that till I was uh, studying today that Israel couldn't call him father. He was a God, but he wasn't a daddy. And the reason he wasn't a daddy is because they was a slave nation. But we have the spirit of adoption. Hallelujah to God. Whereby we cry what? Abba Father. Amen. So I was just thinking about that and it's such a blessing to, to and you know, I was, I was, you know, I'm just studying this stuff, but you know, um, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. But I was, I was looking at that too. Um, Jesus is seated. Okay, Jesus is priest, he's prophet, and he's what? King, that's right. He's priest, prophet, and king. But he is seated as what? Say, say it, come on. Come on, I ain't, come on, come on. Y'all scared. Say it louder. Priest. That's right. He's making intercession. All right. But he is seated, not as prophet, and he's not seated as king, but he's seated as priest. Why is he seated as priest? Hebrews chapter 5, verse 1, real quick. This is just a little appetizer. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 1, for every what? It's right there on the screen. For every what? Taken from among men is appointed for who? All right, stay with me. All right. The prophet, represents God to the people. Right? So the prophet back is from God and he comes to the people. The priests don't come from God. For every high priest taken from among who? Is appointed for who? So the priests function from God to man. I'm sorry, the prophet functions from God to man. But the priests Functions from man to God. He's taken from man, but he's there for man. The high priest gave sacrifice for the people. You understand that? If you got it, shake your big head. I got that. Okay. So the high priest's job was to offer sacrifices for the people. 
and give it to God. If he died, the people might as well be dead. Stay with me. Because his loss is their loss. Y'all miss that. So if the priest goes into the Holy of Holies and dies, Israel knows they have no victory. Oh, Brother Stevens, and I met your daddy uh, uh, yesterday at the funeral. He, I told him, he said, my son moved. He said, my son moved. Um, my son left me and uh, came, somehow he said like that, and moved down there with you. I said, who your son? He said, you. I said, yeah, he's very inquisitive. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, stay with me now. So the priest, when he went into the Holy of Holies, if he lost or died, Israel knew that his death was their defeat. They were not going to win no battles that year if the priest died because they had nobody to get rid of their sins for the year. You understand that, right? So the priest represents the people. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the father as your priest, not as your prophet, not as your king, but he's seated there. As your priest. Why is that important? There's only one reason he was able to sit down. He is not seated because he is the son of God. Give me Hebrews 1 and 3. He got a chance to sit down for one reason. Who being the brightness of his glory. And the express image of his person. And I'm holding all things by the word of his power. When he had by him purged our The only reason he's able to sit down is because he took care of the sin issue. You don't get that. Hallelujah to God. If the sin issue had not been taken care of, he wouldn't have been able to sit down. The only reason he was able to sit down is because when he went there, he took the, the, the blood up and said, Jesus, I done covered the sin. The sin issue thing is done. His reward for taking care of sin is he gets to what? Sit down. Why is it important that he is seated as a priest? Because the priest represents the people. And if the priests won, the people won. And if the priest sat down, come on, y'all got to get that. Guess what? You sit down, because he's your representative. So I showed, showed y'all on Sunday that David's victory was Israel's victory. So if he ain't it, you shouldn't be it. If he don't got cancer, you shouldn't. He is not in heaven broke. So if he ain't broke, guess what? That's right. It's very important. Please understand. And the way you're going to tap in to what's yours is by focusing on him. 
I'll get into that later next year. But the scripture lets us know that as we behold him, we become like him. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look forth in his wonderful face. And the things on earth will go strangely dim. Keep your eyes on him. I'm telling you, please hear me. The, 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 the desire of the enemy is to keep your eyes off of him. I, I, I told Pastor Butler in the back that Israel did not sin. Israel never sinned coming across the Red Sea. When they came up, when God brought them over the Red Sea, they were good people. When God fed them man and all that stuff, good people, all that stuff. They didn't sit, stay with me. I'm going to show y'all something else. I'm, then we're going to go to our message. But I'm, I just got some good appetizers, you know. Israel didn't sin until Moses went up to get the law. All before the law, they didn't do nothing wrong. But the Bible says, watch this. They made a statement and said, whatever you tell us to do, we'll do it. Didn't even know what the command was. All whatever you tell us to do, we'll do. And it was really, it was really a, a very arrogant statement. It was their confidence in themselves. I told you the root of all sin is self-righteousness. That's why men ate from the tree. They had a need to be like God. They wanted to know good and evil. Why, why do you want to know evil? But I have a need to be like God and make decisions. You, say, you missed that. You missed that. Okay. So anyway, they, they said all in our heart to do, we going to do it. The minute they said that, I'm talking about as soon as they said it, Moses goes up on the mountain. And as soon as he goes to the mountain, they break the first commandment. Thou shalt have no other God. Immediately they make a golden calf. Why did that happen? Because the strength of sin is the law. The minute rules came, it exposed their nature. The only reason God gives rules is to show you your nature. To show you you can't keep them. Don't care how good, don't care how good you try to live, somewhere you're going to fall off. Say amen to that. Ephesians chapter 6. Good appetizer? Yes. That was a steak 48 appetizer. <laughs> steak 48 got some good appetizers, you know. I don't care about the steak, but appetizer, all right. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. We're going to read verse 10 through 17. I want us to uh, read it together. I want us to read it and Get it, let it register in your spirit. Uh, go to Galatians 4 real quick. Let me show y'all something else. Hold on. Uh, something just came to me while I, while I was in here. Galatians 4. Galatians 4. It just, I just thought of it while I was up here. 
Galatians 4. See, y'all, y'all not a Galatian. Hallelujah. Sister Drain would say, Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's right, preacher. <laughs> Galatians chapter 4. Okay, watch it. Uh, give me Galatians 4. I'm going to show you something real quick. Y'all ready? Yes. Verse 22. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Okay, watch it. For it is written, now always remember, everything in the Bible, everything in the Bible is, is hidden symbols. It's mysteries. It's, it's, he's showing us stuff in, the, in Genesis. He's showing us stuff to bring us to the new covenant. Ephesians chapter, um, Galatians 4, 22. It is when Abraham had what? One by the who? Who is the bondwoman? Hagar, that's right. The other by who? Amen. I meant verse 22 still. We'll try it again. For it is when Abraham had two sons, one by who? Who is that? The other by a free woman. Who was that? All right. Abraham got two sons. One from a bond woman, Hagar. The other one from a free woman, Sarah. Next verse. But he who was of the bond woman was born according to the what? Works, flesh, effort, law. Hagar, Hagar, Abraham. And then you know what? You know what? You know what? I thought about this. I always wondered. You know, the Bible said Abraham second, not the promise of God. But you know when, I mean, I, I won't get hit myself. Okay. But he who was of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh. Hagar is the law child. Works, flesh. Abraham had as a result of works. But here the free woman came through what? Promise. Waiting on the spirit. Fruit of the spirit. Okay, next verse. Watch this. Which things are what? They're all symbolic. For these are the two covenants. The one from Mount Sinai which give birth to who? Stop. What came from Mount Sinai? The Ten Commandments. Y'all got to get this. The one from Mount Sinai, which give birth to bondage, which is hate. God is saying the law brings bondage. The law. Rules. It puts you in bondage. You cannot enjoy your Christian life living like that. Next verse. For this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to Jerusalem, which now is, and is in bondage with her who? But the Jerusalem above is free. Hallelujah. Which is the mother of us. Now watch verse 27. For it is written, rejoice, O man, you who do not bear, break forth and shout, you who are not labor, for the desolate has many more children than she who has a husband. Verse 28. Now we 
brethren, as Isaac was our what? Children of promise. Keep reading. But, watch this. As he who was born, according to the flesh, then persecuted him who was born according to the spirit is what they're doing now. People under the law are persecuting grace. It's never the other way around. It's always the people that's in tradition who are persecuting people who are under the law. And God say, just like you see that happening now is the same thing that was happening in the old covenant. When Hagar was the one persecuting Sarah or Ishmael was the one persecuting Isaac. All right. But what? But here's the part that y'all got to get. And then it's, come, 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 come on back to verse 29. And see, this is why, this why next year I'm going to be so intentional. Y'all may think I'm acting funny, but I'm going to be so intentional on teaching this new covenant grace. I mean, I'm going to teach it until people think, you know, you get full license to sin. Well, y'all, people sin whether you give them license to it or not, okay? They just hide it, you understand? But, but I got to teach it because you, you will never be able to stand fast in the liberty. Well, with Christ has made you free. If I don't preach it, I don't give the Holy Ghost the opportunity. You know what God told Okay. I'm going to share this and then I'm going to go to my text. I'm going to get off of this. because I'm. Gonna, okay. Let me show you something. Okay. Okay. Somebody shout. Uh, say salvation. salvation. Sanctification. Sanctification. Glorification. glorification. Now, salvation and glorification is immediate. Say saved, saved. being saved, saved. shall be saved. saved. You're a spirit, soul, and what? Spirit, soul, and what? Spirit, soul, and what? What part of you is saved? What's being saved? What shall be saved? All right. Now, you are saved immediately, and you're going to be glorified immediately. But sanctification is not immediate. When I get saved, when I give Jesus my life, bam, saved. One day, my body going to be saved. And how I know that's going to happen quick? He said, in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. Somebody blink right now, blink. That's how quick your body going to change. That's how quick that mortal going to put on immortality. But sanctification ain't immediate. You know what God told me sanctification is. And then I'm going to go to Ephesians. See, he told me sanctification is legal wiggle room. Sanctification is your legal opportunity to mess up. It's, 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 it's in my journey towards perfection. He knows my frame. He knows I'm nothing but dust and it's impossible for me to become perfect overnight. So he gives me room to mess up. Because a just man gonna fall seven times. But what lets you know he just is he don't stay down. Y'all better talk back to me in here. Look down your road and say, I get up, I get up. I don't know about y'all, 
but I thank God for sanctification. Because I don't get it right every time. Right? So the Bible said that it's always the law people persecuting the grace people. But look at verse 30. He says, nevertheless, what does the scripture say? And this is what God told me we got to do to the church. He said, cast out. He didn't say he didn't say pray with people under the law. He didn't say be understanding with them. He didn't say, I'm, oh, it's okay. We, we, can, we can work it out. No, 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 no. Cast out the bondwoman and her son for the son of the bondwoman will never get the inheritance. People under the law will never get inheritance. Some of you, what's hindering you from tapping into the increase of God is you're still under the law. And you, I'm talking about you got the, you got the, that, that word cast out in the, in the Hebrew, in, in the Greek is a double negative. And, and he ain't saying grab their hand. He's he, he telling you cast out law the same way you cast out devils. Now, you don't be casting out no devil, Thompson. Would you please? What you say? Come out! Now, that's how violent you're going to have to become with delivering yourself from legalism. You can't play with it because the scripture declared, remember, God hates mixture. That was the whole issue with Israel in the old covenant, why he didn't want them to grow fruit together. Don't wear silk with cotton. He didn't care nothing about clothes. He was trying to give us a shadow of not to mix grace with law. And guess what? The, and guess what? Guess what most of us do? We're under grace a while. And then you come back under the law because something in you has a need, has a need to feel worthy by something you doing. And what lets you know that you're under the law is when you find out other people are acting a certain way and you look down on them. That's one clear picture that you're still under the law because the law puts you in a position where you think you can judge people and look down on other folk, but not recognizing they got sanctified legal room too. See, everybody going somewhere. Look down your road and say, he preaching on me because I get under that law sometimes. I get under it, I do, I do. So, so I'm just telling you, you're going to have to get free. You're going to have to get free from that law. Completely. Because that's the only way you're going to tap into the inheritance. Only way you get into the inheritance is leaving the law alone completely. For what the law could not do. And that it was weak in the flesh. God sent forth his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law may be fulfilled in us. All right? So you got to understand that. Get from us. You got to be violent. You got to study this thing. Get a strong revelation of grace. I am saved. And whatever he is, I am. 
He's seated at the right hand of the father. He's your priest. He represents you. When that priest came from out of that holy of holies and the minute he came out and he had the victory, the people rejoiced because if he was victorious, guess what? They were victorious. And I won't let you know he ain't never not victorious. I'm telling you, he don't have bad days. So if he don't have one, guess what? You don't have one. Be aggressive in knowing that. Be, be strong. Stand fast, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. Some say, well, folk gonna live it like they want to live. You can't have right living till you have right believing. You believe right, you live right. Trust me. The Bible say, to him who hath been forgiven much, loveth much. When you understand the price that he paid for you, there's a way you want to walk. Say amen to that. All right. Ephesians chapter six, verse 10. Let's read it together from the New King James Version. Everyone going to read it aloud. Verse 10 through 17. Everybody, come on. What does it say? Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that she may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Read it. Come on. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Now, God made it very clear that he wants us to win in life. I came that you might have what? So God wants us to win in life. And one way that we know he wants us to win in life is he gave you armor. And the armor that he gave us is an armor that's going to protect us because we know that the devil is always coming after our thought life. Come on, say amen to that. On a daily basis, on a monthly basis, on a secondly basis, moment by moment, the enemy is always coming after your thought life. And the reason he's coming after your thought life is because the enemy knows, stay with me, that your mind is the channel to your spirit. So it is a spiritual battle, but he knows that the only way I can affect your spirit is by coming after your mind. So that's why he's on a daily basis coming after your mind. And I'm telling you, he says that the armor not just going to come on. You got to put it on. He said, put on the what? Not just a portion of it, but you got to put that armor on every day of your life and you got to wear it. All right. I also want you to understand that the armor, as I said, is the what? Bible knowledge is the word of God is your knowledge of the word. And the only way that you have the capacity to fight against your thoughts, the only way you can fight a lie is with the truth. 
John 8, 32 say, and the truth shall make you what? That's right. So the only way you're able to attack the thoughts of the enemy, the things that he sends to you is you got to know the word of God. And I'm telling you, it's a real battle that you got to keep a grasp on because it takes an enormous amount of discipline to stay in the right place mentally. Come on, y'all. Come on. It takes discipline to sit in here and listen to me and don't get distracted. You came to hear the word and you be in here too. I mean, I hope you didn't get in your car to not come hear the word. So no matter how focused or made up your mind is to come to church and hear the word, you still can get distracted. Up all day. Get ready to come in here. Sleep on to come on you. I mean, you be laying down trying to take a nap, but the nap don't want to hit till time for church. Right? So he said you got to be somebody shout sober. All right. So it takes an enormous amount of discipline to come in here or anywhere in your life to stay focused. But we learn that it's not just knowledge that wins battles, but it's knowledge and it's what? Proper use does what? Knowledge and it's what? Does what? But the last principle that I gave you was, what was that last principle that I gave you? What is it? Come on, a look into the past. Say it again. Say it again. One more time. Now, I didn't say live in the past. I just said look at it. Because your present is a result of your past. Where you are right now is a result of decisions that you made in the past. Amen. And a lot of people are stuck living in traumas because the thing that happened, I was on the plane the other day and, you know, when, when I'm on the plane, I put my window shade down because I usually want a window seat and I'm going to put my window shade down so the sun won't come in. And if I got a cover, I'm going to take my cover and I'm going to put it on top of me. Don't bother me. I'm going to sleep. Well, I'm on the plane and we about to take off. And the lady taps me and asks me to lift it because she claustrophobic. I said, well, baby, you're going to get free today. Amen. God sat you next to me because he know you need a deliverance. Hey, you're going to get free today, baby. Amen. Ain't living up my window shade. I'm trying to get you to understand a lot of time we have fears in our life and we don't even know why we fear it right now if I was to bring a snake in here some of y'all be scared to death right you'd be, you'd be scared to death of a snake but the truth of the matter is the snake has never done anything to you 
Yet whatever fear that has been created is because of something you've heard, saw, but you've never had an, no kind of interaction with a snake, yet you're afraid of something that you've never dealt with. But you gladly sit around people who betray you. You get what I'm saying? So, so I want you to say, you are where you are today because of decisions that you've made in your past. Your present is a result of your past. And you got to look into your past to ask yourself, why am I here? What decisions did I make? Who did I have in my circle that didn't contribute to my future? Who have I attempted to remain friends with? Who have I attempted? Who, who around me don't hold me accountable? Because those are decisions. Because I'm telling you, your life will change when you change your circle. Amen. Amen. You know why some of y'all are carnal? Because all your friends are carnal. If you get around praying people, you'll start praying. Or either you're going to go hang around people that don't pray. You know why you gossip? Because everybody around you gossip. You know why you always talk about folk? Because people around you talk about people. Because people who talk about people do not want to be around people that don't talk about people. Because when you don't talk about people, the first thing they're going to say to you is you think you all that. You think you better than everybody. You holy than now. If you call people out when they're doing wrong, they think that you think you deep. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? All right. So all I'm saying is you got to pay attention to the decisions that you made in your past, because I'm telling y'all my yes in the past produced you today. I told God, yes, years ago, but my yes got you here. Now, I'm not saying you wouldn't have been saved if I didn't tell God, yes, I'm just saying you wouldn't have been on Brookshire. Now, you might have been another, you might have been at elevation, but you just wouldn't have been at Brookshire. If I didn't, I'm just calling that church, you understand? I'm just saying that you wouldn't have been here today if I didn't make a decision in the past. And I'm telling you people right now who are sitting in this room feel unworthy today because of something that happened in the past. You don't even feel qualified. I was talking to uh, one of the brothers. I said, you need to get out there in them streets and preach. He used to preach in the streets all the time, but he's under that law. He don't even feel worthy enough to preach. You understand? You can make decisions in your past that if you don't get under the, 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 the right understanding, you, 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 you will live in that place. You will live in that bondage. Amen. 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 If, a, if a young lady was taken advantage of as a child, Okay, if she don't get proper healing from that, the enemy will make her blame herself for what happened. And then when you get married and you're with somebody, you're not able to have a proper relationship sexually with the person that you're married with because of what you are feeling from your childhood. And the reason some of y'all, hallelujah, when you, when you get married, some people get married and you're not free in your bedroom is because you got busy too young. So when it comes to, I guess I'm talking about marriage stuff right now. But that's why when you get married and you get ready to go in the bedroom and that conversation comes up, you turn, ooh, you want to do that? You, t- you, you turn to the kid because you were having sex at 14, 15. So you're a child, you're married, but you're a child in the bed. 
Y'all don't talk about stuff, so I will. But I'm trying to free you so I can, so, so your marriage won't be sexually oppressed. In here shouting and speaking in tongues, and ain't nothing going on in that bedroom. Something need to happen in that bed. I say something need to happen in that bedroom. I ain't just because folk married don't mean they doing nothing. You got folk married, ain't been together five years, 10 years, 15 years. Baby, we might as well divorce. Amen. Amen. Something need to go on in here. Amen. You need to read Pastor Kelly's book. Say amen. You need to read raw. Y'all need to be saved. All I'm saying to you is, all I'm saying to you is things that happened in your past affect your now. And you need to look at it. You need to pay attention to it. You need to ask yourself, who have been in my life for the last five years and have not added to me? Okay. Am I as broke this year as I was two years ago? What's wrong? I've been praying, so it ain't a prayer issue. I've been speaking in tongues. I ain't speaking tongues issue. I done ran around to her 50 times, got my dance down, pat, everything changing but my coins. So maybe it's not a church issue. Maybe it's a stewardship issue. It ain't no demon. It's something, something attacking my finances. You. You don't want to attack him. Amen. So whatever, whatever you dealt with in your past, don't live in it, but you need to learn it. But I'm saying if there's something that's haunting you from your past, especially something you've done wrong, put that stuff under the blood. Because I want you to know if he don't remember, you shouldn't remember. Amen. Amen. How many people have messed up before in your past? Amen. Amen. Now, put your hand down. How many of you, the enemy sometimes, will try to remind you of what you've done wrong? Amen. Amen. Now, the, 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 real, the real thing that matters is are you learning from it? Are you learning from your past so that you won't be in the same place? So a look into the past will help you understand the present. Say amen. amen. My, my, I'm telling you, my pastor... My former pastor, um, I never forget when I was young, stood me up in front of the church, asked me, uh, said, I heard you around here prophesying and telling folks stuff and all that. Stood me up in front of the church and said, You may be doing well, but you won't end well. That, that, that was a pronouncement that was spoken over me that whenever a rough patch hit my life, the enemy would try to remind me. That's how, that's how the enemy, that's how he'll get you now. Are y'all listening to me? But thank God that I know the word now. I know that that stuff don't work. Because I, I, I know it wasn't spoken from the right place. You understand? I know it wasn't spoken from the right place. But all I'm telling you is, people can make, and I'm telling you, when people make certain pronouncements over you, 
you remember them today like they did. I mean, you, it's something 20 years ago. You can still hear it right now. Especially if that person carries weight in your life. They could be done said something 15 years ago, but you can hear it as clear. You remember where you were, what you had on, where you was when they said, because them words have power. Say amen to that. Am I helping somebody? So the battle is a spiritual battle, but the door to your spirit is your mind. And the enemy knows that if I can control your thoughts, I got you. And that's what's wrong with most of us. We have unbridled, out of control thoughts. Mind just here, going everywhere, everywhere. Pastor Butler always call it the uncrucified thought life. Jesus didn't go to Golgotha for no reason. It is called the place of the skull. Calvary was for your thought life. Thoughts daily. And you can't stop them. So why are you sitting here asking me to pray? Pray. I stop thinking these thoughts. Ain't no prayer for it. Ain't no intercession. Well, if, 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 you know, you think that what somebody say to you will make you secure. Security don't come from the outside. Your alarm system ain't outside your house. Hello, Shabbat. It's inside your house. Hallelujah to God. So if there's going to be any security, it got to begin on the inside. That's good what I just said. I just got that fact. That was bread. Came straight out of the oven. That, that was good, wasn't it? So it's not external, it's internal. But you think that having conversation, talking to people, doing this, doing that, is going to make you feel a certain way. Thoughts are always going to come. Uh, thoughts are always. Deacon Bradley and his wife, they married. They married. People marry. But I'm telling you, don't you think for one minute why they marry? Thoughts don't ever come to them where they can't stand each other. Don't believe the hype. Okay, how much they all up under each other? Ooh, they look at them. They just love it, love it. In front of you, they are. He's always sending thoughts on a daily basis, hourly. Even Pastor Kelly, thoughts. Are y'all listening to me? They're coming on a daily basis. All right? All this stuff, you got to do it. Losing weight, that's in the mind. Amen. When you lose weight, the food ain't gone. Food's still there. There was not a change in the food. It was a change in your mind. That same food there, when you go to the grocery store, same stores, you pay, all of them there, something changed. 
your mind. You, you put on something called discipline. Y'all ain't talking back. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you that the fool going to call you. I'm talking about going to call your name. It's going to call your name. Call your name and coming in your dreams. Huh? Everybody going to invite you out to eat that week. Don't nobody ever want to pay for your food. All of a sudden you won't die. Everybody won't bring you food. You got to change your. Because it's always coming. Are y'all listening to me? I'm just telling you that even though, there's, even though you may be disciplined, there's still a fight. And I think sometimes when I tell people certain issues I don't have, you think that I'm telling you certain thoughts I don't have. So a lot of thoughts come to me, but I got enough armor to combat it. I got enough armor that when the thought come, I don't feed into it. I don't wallow in it. I don't sit up there and think on what if and this and that. What ifs ain't going to do nothing but lead you to depression. Am I telling the truth? Why this didn't happen? Why that happened? What this all that, that don't help you. Move on. You get focused on, well, I thought I'd be here this, by, by this age. I don't think about that kind of stuff. Amen. I thought by this age I'd be this. I thought by that age I'd be this. And now you torment everybody around you because you mad you old. <laughs> I'm serious. Y'all laughing. I'm serious about what I'm saying. And, and, and all, all you're telling God, all you're telling God, is you don't trust his journey. You don't trust that he knows the way that I take. That's all you're saying. And at the end of the day, listen to me. Listen to me. At the end of the day, wherever you are, if you had a job and you've been there for 10 years or 15 years or 20 years and you're mad about it, you chose to stay. You can't be mad at nobody. You chose whatever decision you made, it's a choice that you made. And whatever happens, you can't be mad at nobody because nobody made you do nothing. It was your choice. First Peter 5 and 8. Be sober. Be vigilant. Your adversary who? Tell your neighbor, the devil is your adversary. The devil is. You do have an adversary. Now pay attention. He's not God's adversary. He's yours. 
God don't have an adversary because if God had an adversary, that means God would have an opposite. And God don't have an opposite because creation could never be opposite of creator. So the devil can't be his opposite because he made him. But he is your adversary. The devil. And he's going about. Walks about like a what? Seeking. Somebody shout seeking. Say it seeking. That means right now in this room, right now, he's walking. And he's looking for somebody in here. Now, if he's looking, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. If he's looking, that means he hasn't found it yet. So I'm telling you right now, the enemy is going row to row. Looking. Who I can devour. I'm looking. I ain't got nobody. I, I can't just mess with you whenever I get ready, but I can mess with who ain't got armor. So I'm coming, coming down your road, and I'm shoot, I'm gonna shoot a thought at you, and I'm gonna shoot a thought at you, and I'm gonna shoot you, and I, I'm I'm just looking, I'm trying to find who who in here don't got their armor on? Who in here just coming to church but don't know their Bible? Who in here dancing but don't know their Bible? Who in here screaming but don't have no word in it? I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Looking for whoever I can devour. Are y'all listening to me? He can't do it at will. He's seeking whom he. Seeking whom he. Seeking whom he. Now notice, he didn't grab Eve's hand. He didn't grab her hand and make it touch the tree. He just shot a thought in her head. And if I can get you to feed on the thought, if you get the thought, I can get you to do what I say. Because if I can control your mind, I got your actions. I'm helping somebody. I didn't hang Judas. Judas hung himself. The devil didn't hang him. He hung himself, but all I did was shot a thought in Judas' head. But the devil, made, devil don't make you do nothing. He only bothers who let him. And he comes through what? Come on. Come on. So all I got to do, shoot a thought in your head. Give you an idea. And if you don't have control over that mind, he got you. John 13, hurry up. Is anybody being helped? John chapter 13, verse 2. And supper being ended, the devil having already put it in the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to do what? Now, listen to me again. I'm not telling you that thoughts don't come. Thoughts coming is not the issue. 
It's what you do with it. Thoughts are coming daily, weekly, minute by minute, second by second. I'm going to be in the same place next year. I'll never be happy. I'm wasting my life. Thoughts. They don't like you. They tolerate you. So now a community that you're supposed to be drawing from, you're pulling away from. They really, they don't, they really don't care for you. They don't like you. They put up with you. They really don't want you there. Two people over there talk. You see them talking about you. People, people, I'm telling you. I'm, I get accused of all kind of stuff. Hey, you get to a place, you can just get tired. I say, you ain't got no life? Ain't no way, ain't no way in the world I'm doing all this stuff. Say amen. But thoughts. Ideas and what? Telling you. Have you sitting right here in church? Angry. Pastor throwing off on you. Somebody went to Pastor and told him something about you. Hey. Pastor throwing off. Thoughts are going to come. Why you been sitting here in church when shaking your head at me talking about amen? Amen. Thoughts have come. Soon as I just said a thought come, another one just came. It's not the thought. It's what you do with it. That word casting down in the, in, in the Greek, when it says casting down the imagination, it literally means like violent. When that thought come, devil, if you don't shut up. I'm talking about like that. You look lying. You look, you, if you don't shut up, you look lying, devil. I don't receive that. My sister loved me. And even if I think they don't love me, as a believer, God told me to call those things that be not. Acts chapter 5. Glory to God. Acts chapter 5. Am I helping somebody else? See, all, all the devil wants you to do is bite the bait. See, if I can get a fish to bite my bait, I got him hooked. If I can, if I can shoot a thought to you and get you to just start thinking on it. 
I mean, if I can shoot something in your head and you think on it for two minutes, if I can get you on the hook, I can will you in. No, you got to see that thing swimming around in that water there. You run from that thing. He say, resist the devil. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about as soon as that thing comes, soon as you ready, oh, you little lying devil, and go, go to laughing at him. Acts chapter 5, verse 1, but a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold the possession. And he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife, also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at their father's feet. Now, y'all understand that this time, back in the day, back in the day, and this time in church history, People was getting saved, and when they got saved, they sold all their possessions. And they gave it to the apostles so that they could have all things in common. Now, the Bible never told them to do that, but that's just what happened with them. Now, that system may not work in this economy because a lot of folk lazy. See, some of y'all want that to happen right now, but see, that's not going to happen right now because a lot of y'all is lazy. And you just want a handout. And see, I want, I, want, I want to say something to you. Stop giving people stuff without asking questions. Oh, my God. Y'all got quiet in here. You need to ask. I told you to look into the past. We've asked you for something. Ask them. Why you always got a need? Why are you irresponsible? What are you doing? What are you doing with your money? You can't ask me for money and I can't ask you a question about yours. I don't know. Just bless me. Uh-uh. 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 No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Are y'all listening to me? Ask questions. Because they need to make a look into their past to find out why do I keep having money every month and in a day ain't got none. Have I bit off more than I can chew? Am I living above my means? Am I trying to operate in a faith that I've not grown to yet? Because faith got to grow. He said from faith to faith. Is there somewhere in your life that you could have, ah! is there somewhere in your life you could have avoided that need by obeying the word? Yeah, you ask him that. Are you a tither? Mm. Why are you asking for my money? Are you a tither? Come on now. Because I know if you, if, if you got a problem giving God money, I know you ain't going to give me mine back. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I hear you. Are y'all listening to me? So I need to ask him a question. Because why would I invest in your disobedience? Why would I invest in your disobedience? You're not a giver. You don't give. So those are questions that you have to ask. Well, at that time, that's what happened. I'm, I'm, I'm not telling y'all to help people. I'm not to help people. I'm saying help people who need help. But I ain't, I'm telling you, don't help folk that's lazy. Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your what? 
Fill your what? Fill your what? To lie to the who? And to keep back part of the price of the land for yourself. Verse 4. While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your You ain't lied to men, but to God. The thing got planted in his heart. He had an opportunity to be truthful. But guess what he did? Lied. Ananias got devoured. Judas got devoured. Why? Because he saw and he found them. I went. They didn't have on armor. I found them. They lost the battle. Anywhere in your life where you are losing, it's because that's an area of your life where you lack armor. He's coming. Isaiah 14. You know, I thought about even even Satan failed because he didn't maintain his thought life. I said even Satan failed. Now, I, I'm teaching this. I say, you, you being real slow and you redundant with this message. I, I, I'm going to keep on teaching this because let me tell you something. I I know the freedom of not being dominated by your thoughts. And I want you to get it. I want you to know what it's like to live a life not in your head. I want you to learn to live from your spirit. How y'all think people lose their mind, couldn't control their thoughts? You know people you people you went to school with, people that you hung out with, they in crazy houses. Something happened to them. What happened? Thoughts. Ideas. Don't you know it got to be a, a suggestion to make you jump, jump off a bridge? Don't you know killing yourself ain't normal? Don't you know for a man to, uh, uh, to put a bomb on himself and blow up himself and then blow up everybody else? Don't you know that's crazy? But guess what? It can happen to you if you don't maintain. You got preachers who kill themselves. There are thoughts that come. And see, I told somebody the other day, I, the reason I'm going to stick with this because, see, it's better to think it's a God and die and find out that it ain't than to live like it ain't and die and find out that it is. If it ain't, that, that's fine. I just come back as a bull or, you know, reincarnation, whatever they say. I don't know. But, but, but at least I tried. <laughs> Praise God. Verse 12. How, how are you falling from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations? For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. 
I will also sit on the mountain of the congregation on the farther sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the most high. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol to the lowest depths of the pit. Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you say, is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook the kingdoms, who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities, who did not open the house of his prisoners? Go back to verse 12. How are you falling? Oh, Lucifer, son of the morning. How are you cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nation? Verse 13. Come on. Now stay with me. I want you to see something. He never said it out his mouth. He said it in his heart. Guess what that means? Thoughts. God kicked him out because of his thoughts. And watch this. His thoughts, Sister Beverly, was so powerful, it affected a third of the angels. Lucifer was a bad boy. He was an angel in charge. He was music. Most beautiful angel created. Right? But guess what he did? Believed his own press. Started thinking he was all that. And as a result of that, he lost his position. All because of I would, he let his mind wander. He started getting praise and forgot that he was supposed to take that praise and give it to God. He He received the praise, but it was his job to take the praise from men and give it to God. That's what praise and worship is. That's what worship is. That person up here leading worship, you ushering people into the presence of God. And the minute you go to thinking you anointed and you so great, you so powerful that worship can't go on without you, he'll show you it can. Guess what happened? He, he, he did all of that. He let his mind wander. He let his mind wander. And the devil learned from his mistakes. He's an intelligent devil. The Bible said be wise as a serpent. Here he go. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what the devil was thinking? Can you imagine? After he fell? After he got kicked out? Can you imagine him sitting up thinking? I lost all of this. Because I entertain thoughts. The greatest mistake of my life is gone. And I'm on the bottom. <laughs> I'm on the bottom of the totem pole. God put him all the way down the Sheol to the pits. All because he let his mind wonder how indecisive are you right now because you can't control your thoughts not committed 
mine everywhere. People calling you. I, I, I'm not answering my phone right now. I just, I'm just trying to clear my head. Baby, we don't got time for that. See, you, 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 see, you shouldn't be trying to clear it. You need to feel it. Because if you put his thoughts in there, Let me get this word in you. I'm telling you, the devil learned from his mistake. Y'all want to know how? He learned from it. Now notice, the very thing that got him kicked out is what he's trying to use on you. I'm done. Clap your hands. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm out of time. Clap those hands for Jesus. Come on. Thoughts. Come on. Say it again. Come on. Come on. Would you prophesy to your neighbor and say you will not be ruled by thoughts, ideas, and suggestions from the enemy. Thank you for listening. Visit our website for more information to stay connected with the ministry of Prophet Brian Karn at briancarn.com or kingdomcitychurch.com.